Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you for a few moments in this podcast about something we don't hear very much about, and that is patriotic American Muslims. On the last night of the Democratic National Convention, if you were watching, you would have seen a father and a mother, both Muslims, take the podium and talk about their Muslim son, a Captain Khan, who had been killed some years ago. In fact, he was buried on the same day as Ronald Reagan just a few years ago. They were very moving. Uh, they were very traditional feeling, older couple. Uh, the, the mother uh, had a, a scarf on, a hijab, and didn't say anything. They were talking through their pain about the death of their son. But what has become such a social media moment, uh, what was so moving about the talk was that the father uh, challenged Donald Trump as to whether he had ever read the Constitution. He reached in his breast pocket, pulled out a copy of the Constitution, and raised it up and said, Mr. Mr. Trump, have you read the Constitution? You should read it. It talks about a freedom of all peoples and of all religions. And, and he actually held the, a copy of the Constitution in the air. Now, I've already said in my podcast, and you already know that I am neither an endorser of Donald Trump nor Hillary Clinton. So my point in this podcast is not to play politics and it's not to endorse anyone. But I'll have to say that this man at this convention, this couple, made a case very powerfully for something that I have been saying for a long time. When uh, much of the conversation began to arise regarding whether we should lock Muslims out of the country or quarantine their neighborhoods and send in patrols and things of that nature, some of the silly things that have been said, in the, especially in the primary season, uh, I, I began to say immediately, look, we are smart enough to uh, allow refugees, especially Muslim refugees, into our country and distinguish uh, peaceful, democracy-loving Muslims from uh, from extremists. You have to do that uh, in the countries of the Middle East. You would have to do that here. Well, what Mr. Khan said about his son, Captain Khan, and about the Constitution uh, and about uh, Donald Trump has really caught on. One of the facts that I uh, enjoy the most and have been smiling about all day that apparently the copy of the Constitution that Mr. Khan held aloft is now a bestseller on Amazon. <laughs> I love a country like that. I love the way media works. Uh, he actually held up in the air, as I say, a, cop a certain copy of the Constitution. And apparently thousands of people went on to Amazon to find that exact copy. And they have bought it and they are reading it. And you can see on social media that they're discussing what they have learned and the fact that they've never read it before and been disgusted with it. Well, we can talk about that kind of education in our schools some other time because the number of things I think ought to be read in the schools that aren't and that people later regret not having read uh, is huge. But let's stay on the subject. The fact is that Americans are, uh, many thousands of them are turning to the Constitution because this man held it aloft. 
But what is, what is perhaps more disturbing than our ignorance of our own founding documents uh, is the way that people talk about Muslims as though, number one, they are all the same. They are all this monolithic extremist group uh, and, and as though they are ignorant of the contributions that Muslims have made in our society. Uh, there are about 4,000, uh, well, actually north of 4,000 uh, Muslims who are serving in our military today. About 14 Muslims died in our incursions into Iraq uh, which means you had Muslims dying for the good of Muslims, uh, American Muslims dying for the cause of the Kurds, for example, American Muslims dying to protect Shia, uh, for example, in Iraq. Um, this is this is something we don't talk about very much. As Mr. Khan said, if you go to Arlington National Cemetery, uh, you will see graves of American military servicemen uh, with the crescent. Uh, symbol of Islam on it. Not very many compared to the many other thousands that are there. Uh, but as I say, 14 uh, from the uh, Iraqi war uh, alone. And I'm not saying all 14 of those are buried at Arlington National Cemetery, but you will see some. I, uh, I had the privilege of writing a book called The Faith of the American Soldier. And in order to write that book, I went to Iraq and was embedded with U.S. troops there for quite a while. Uh, it was one of the most moving experiences of my life, particularly uh, given that I was raised the, the son of a U.S. military officer and feel very close and comfortable with, Amer with military culture. And uh, one of the most moving things that I saw, I know I use the word moving a lot, but I mean really deeply moving to me, tender, uh, stuck with me forever. Uh, was, uh, first of all, there were some Jewish soldiers, Jewish American soldiers who were there, and they knew they were on the front lines, and they knew they might be captured or killed. We'd already had soldiers captured and beheaded and, and, uh, and uh, other, other journalists beheaded and so on. We knew what kind of fight we were in. And these Jewish soldiers, uh, with whom I had the privilege of lifting weights for a few hours and really getting to know a little bit, um, had all decided to have the Star of David tattooed on their arms. Now, this meant, of course, that if they were captured, they would be identified immediately by the enemy as Jews, which would not have gone well uh, in, in most situations. Um, it, it had happened in, the, in previous wars that we had listed Jews as Protestant B. It was a way to list them as a separate religion from, you know, Protestant, Catholic, uh, etc., but not identify them as Jews on their dog tags. So many Jews went around with dog tags that said Protestant B. Uh, these Jews said specifically to me, well, screw it. Uh, we're Jews. We're proud of our, who we are uh, religiously. We're proud of who we are as Americans. And we're going to uh, fight as Jews and die as Jews. I cannot tell you how moving that was. Well, I mean, I was just, I was just exhilarated by, by their courage. And then I found out that there were some Muslim soldiers who felt the same way as the, about these Jews as the Jews did. So while these Muslim soldiers, uh, clearly Muslims, I mean, I'm, no, no liberal kinds of Muslims, no westernized kind of Muslims, just, just normal Muslims, um, had every reason not to do what, what I'm about to describe. Uh, they decided that to show identity with their Jewish friends, they decided to have the crescent tattooed on their body on one side and the Star of David tattooed on the other. So here they are now. They're, they're all fighting in the same units. 
And they, these, these soldiers had decided, these Muslim soldiers had decided to actually have stars of David tattooed on them uh, when I think almost all of them, if not all of them, already had uh, crescent symbols and other Muslim symbols tattooed on their bodies. So I was moved, first of all, by the courage of the Jewish soldiers uh, who were willing to be captured by, well, they didn't want to be captured, but if they were captured, they were willing to be known as Jews to their captors. Um, but then these Muslim soldiers said, look, we're Americans. We will identify with anybody we want to. Uh, that's part of our faith too. And so they had the Star of David tattooed on their arms as well. I got to tell you, it was a real mind bender for me. I've spent a lot of time in the Middle East. Uh, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that I am a strong advocate for the Kurds. And I'm grateful for the Kurds who are in America, and I'm grateful for the Kurds who are my friends, and I'm grateful for the way the Kurds have uh, stayed true to America and are fighting for democracy there in the belly of the Middle East, uh, especially the Kurds of Iraqi Kurdistan. Grateful for my friends in, in Washington, D.C., where I live half the year, and uh, many, many, many Kurds there. But uh, So I'm, 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 I'm an advocate for the Kurds, and I'm very familiar with Muslim culture, but I had never seen anything quite like that. So I'm, I'm saying all this to say that whoever you're going to vote for in this election, uh, do not get caught up in the silly rhetoric that has been shooting around our airwaves uh, regarding uh, extreme solutions for Muslims. Let's not talk about Muslims uh, as though they all are recent immigrants from the most radical elements uh, in the Middle East and that they are the, the, the source of the entire problem. Again, we have well north of 4,000 Muslims serving in our armed forces. We have thousands of other Muslims serving in our State Department and various branches of government. Um, it is, there is no, nothing inconsistent with a person being both a Muslim and completely given to an American-style democracy. Not everyone shares the extreme view of Sharia. Uh, that uh, that you hear about from the more extreme elements in the Middle East and ISIS and so on. Uh, in fact, most of my Muslim friends believe that ISIS has kidnapped their faith in the same way that I might feel, and I do feel, that the KKK tried to kidnap my faith, my Christianity. So don't don't get caught up in this rhetoric. Don't see all Muslims as the same. That's as silly as some of the other extremes that we've had uh, in our history, thinking what, that all Chinese are the same, that all blacks are the same, that all Asians are the same. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just silly. Um, we need to find good solutions. Muslims can be American Muslims, patriotic Muslims, uh, Muslims who stand in this country and are citizens of this country can be uh, every bit as effective and many times are uh, in helping us battle the extremists. In fact, if you think about it, the extremists are killing more Muslims than they are, uh, for example, Americans or, or uh, people in the, in the West. Far more Muslims are dying at the hands of extremists than are, let's say, Christians or Jews or uh, others in the West. And so, obviously, Muslims have a great claim. They have a great case to make. Um, and many, many of them are com thoroughly committed to our democracy. And uh, this Khan family... family had lost their son. They can barely talk about it without weeping. It's why the, the wife didn't say anything. She said, I, couldn't, I just couldn't speak without weeping, and I didn't want to bring my pain onto the television screen. So I'm, I think this is a good moment for us. I don't care whether it happened at the Democratic Convention or the Republican Convention. I'm not talking about politics today. What I'm saying is um, that this country is a democracy, and we draw people of every kind, uh, and we hope and trust 
that they buy into the founding vision of America, which is uh, a people who desire to be a city upon a hill where people of varying religions can live in the same country, a a nation of laws, uh, a nation of respect, and that we all fight for the cause of freedom and we all fight for the cause of religious liberty and we all fight in defense of each other. Uh, The cons are committed to that. They are conservative Muslims, and they are committed to America. They are proud of their son. They are proud of the Constitution. They are urging a presidential candidate to make sure he has read the Constitution, and now thousands are reading it because of what they have said. I think this is beautiful. I think it's powerful. Um, Whatever you might think of Mr. Trump, and I'm not not saying what I uh, think of Mr. Trump. I'm simply saying I'm not endorsing him or Mrs. Mrs. Clinton, Um, but the, the, he, Mr. Mr. Khan took Mr. Trump to school and needed to. And when Mr. Trump responded, by the way, and, and criticizing Mrs. Khan, he just, he just, again, was extremely foolish yet once again with his words. So be careful about what you are drawn into regarding attitudes towards Muslims who are American citizens. I know thousands of them. They are the most patriotic I've ever seen. They love this country. They want this country to fulfill its promise. And I am very proud of Mr. Khan and Mrs. Khan. I'm very sorry for their sacrifice. And I'm glad that perhaps they're taking us all to school just a little bit. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.